still dealing with the subject yielding to seducing spirits. Amen. And uh, I, I noticed one piece of the lesson that went as saying that I said it is required in a steward that a man be faithful. Something popped in my spirit on that because it's, if you don't be faithful, a faithful steward, and be found faithful, guess what? You will be faithful to another spirit. You don't just sit in limbo. You either faithful to God or you faithful to somebody else. Your faithfulness is going to be somewhere with somebody. Come on, somebody. And since we are referencing to spirituality, if your faithfulness is not, is not if you're not faithful to God's spirit, if you're not faithful to God, you will be faithful to the adversary. Because if you're not doing what God said do, you're going to do what he said do. Amen. So, to kickstart the lesson off tonight, we're going to go to, I uh, believe it's 2 Timothy chapter 3. Amen. Second Timothy chapter three, verses thirteen through seventeen. So let's begin. And I got one more. Try to flip. Second Timothy chapter three. Verses 13 through 17. Let's read, please. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being. Wait a minute. So the seducers, the wicked men, and the impostors will go on from bad to worse. They're going to be deceiving and leading astray others. And being deceived and led astray of themselves. So it's going to be a double fold. They're not just going to lead you astray. They're going to lead themselves astray as well by whom spirit they're following. Oh, now. So the next verse says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction, in righteousness, the word of God come to correct you. Amen. And it said in the 17th verse that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Number one, I want to bring to your attention is the fact that it said, as from a child thou hast known the scripture. So it's good that you teach your children. A 
about the word of God. If you don't teach them about the word of God, the, 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 the enemy is going to teach them about the street. Come on, somebody. They focus point will be on what's out there instead of what's in the book. Amen. So don't expect false teachers and, 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 and evil people to, to reform and change their ways. They're trying to change yours. If, I, if you leave them alone, they're going to get the books that they're going to get worse and worse. They're going to go from bad to worse. The shame is when the ones that know God go from bad to worse. Wow. It's bad when the people that know God go from bad to worse. Knowing what God does, know what God is capable of, knowing that God is real, knowing what the word of God says, and you go from bad to worse, that's a sad indictment on you. You know what that tells me? That you abandoned the faith. You gave up on the faith. You decided that you didn't want to be saved no more. Because typically that's what you're saying. I don't want to be saved. I don't want to go by what the scripture said. Come on, somebody. And it says, behind false teaching and inevitable pressure of a growing ministry, Timothy was told, do not abandon the faith. Do not modify your doctrine. Oh, Folks is modifying the doctrine nowadays and they're trying to get you to accept it. they modifying what the scripture says and trying to get you to accept it. And if you do accept it, that means that you don't abandon the true faith. To modify the doctrine is the same as abandoning the faith. But he that received counseling from the man of God Wow. When things are not clear in your head, you're supposed to receive counseling from the man of God. When things is cloudy in your thinking, you're supposed to receive counseling from the man of God. Amen. So you need to receive counseling from the man of God. Here they receive counseling from Paul. To hold on, he said, to hold on to your early teaching about Jesus Christ. It, let, let me tell you something. If the teaching of Christ got you this far, why would you jump ship to another gospel? Why would you need something new? Amen. You don't. Hot sister, you don't need no heat on. You do know we in springtime now, don't you? Okay. You ain't over the mother's house. <laughs> don't get too busy in your everyday life that you allow society to distort or crowd out God's eternal truth in you. Uh, we allow society to dictate, come on somebody, what we do from day to day. 
We allow society to distort our thinking of how we supposed to accept life. And guess what? Our life changed when we became a, a saint of God under the blood of Jesus Christ. Your life don't belong to society no more. Come on, somebody. So you have to watch what you allow folks to, to cram into your head. Come on, somebody. Over the word of God. The saint of God ought to be able to go to the scripture and find something in the book to inspire them to keep seeking after God. Because all scriptures was given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and in righteousness. And a lot of times, that latter part of the scripture has to be ministered by the preacher because guess what? When you read it at home or you read it to yourself, you are not going to reprove yourself. You are not going to correct yourself. Come on, somebody. It's going to take the anointed word to come and slap you across the face in order for you to receive it. Amen. When we read it, we're going to give all kind of excuses huh? why that part of the scripture don't fit us. Amen. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians and fifth chapter. Verses fifteen. Oh yeah. Are we there? On in here. Fifteenth verse says, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but every which is good, both among yourself, rejoice, pray, in everything give thanks. Concerning, and 18, 19 verse says, quench not the spirit. And what? Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain all appearance of evil. 23rd, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, number one, he said, do not render evil for evil. Come on, somebody. Somebody in the equation has got to be godly. 
Because if you render an evil for evil, then you lost your godliness. And you know what you did? You failed to a seducing spirit. Come on, somebody. But ever follow that which is good. Huh? You, uh, you might make me mad, but I still is required to follow that which is good. Come on, somebody. You might have said something bad about Jane, but it's still Jane's requirement to follow that which is good. Because if you don't follow that which is good, you going to yield to seducing spirits. Ain't no evil in God. So if you're rendering evil for evil, guess what? you operating in another spirit. I don't care if you ever got the Holy Ghost. You're still operating in another spirit. And I'm going to prove that about the Holy Ghost. You can still be, you still can do what you do. And then it said, rejoice evermore. You got to find something to rejoice about. There's so much in this book that you can find to rejoice about even when you're going through. You can find folks in here that went through and still had joy. Come on, somebody. Then the scripture said, pray without ceasing. That don't mean I get down there and pray all day long and all tomorrow and tomorrow after that and tomorrow after that. No, that means to always have a proper life at all times. That you can call on God at all times. In your car, in your home, in the bathtub. Come on, somebody. Sitting in your yard. Doing your work in your yard. You still can call on him. You have no particular time that you have to call on God. We can call on God at any time. That's what it means by don't cease praying. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? Prayer preserve you. Here come the party poopers now. <laughs> Prayer preserve you. And the 18th verse said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It ain't telling you to be thank to give thanks for the evil, but it said, give thanks unto God even when evil come upon you. Come on, somebody. I ain't finna tell God, thank you, Lord, for the evil they done to me. No, I'm gonna be thankful unto God because of the evil that they done. Amen. It's a seducing spirit that has caused a rift. Between saints of God. And it turns into. A repay. Evil for evil. You did it to me. I'm going to do it back to you. Come on somebody. We operating in the flesh then. We operating in the flesh. But we are listening. To another spirit. The Holy Ghost teaches us. To maintain. Godliness. And stay on course. Of pleasing God. You got to stay on course of pleasing God. 
giving God thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So it's all about staying in the will. It's not about what somebody did. It's not about how you feel. It's about staying in the will. And this is the part that the seducing spirit come to do is to get you out of the will of God. And needless to say, 99.9 times we fail to it. We fall right to it. Come on now. You know why? Because we don't keep enough word of God in us and we don't keep enough prayers in us. We don't let the Holy Ghost lead us as much as it needs to. So we fall prey to those yielding and seducing spirits. Amen. So quench not the Holy Ghost. Quench not the Holy Ghost. So guess what? Watch how you abandon the Holy Ghost. Watch how you abandon the Spirit of God by not following His lead. If you don't follow His lead, you are abandoning the Holy Ghost. When you allow yourself to stop following the lead of God's Spirit, you will entertain a seducing spirit of devils. Amen. I know you will. Because some of you be ready to lay your religion down when you get mad. <laughs> huh? Some of, some of you be ready to unclose from religion. Say, I'm going to take care of this matter myself. Huh? Some of you get to the point... Them, 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 them four letter words be right on the tip of your lips. <sighs> Come on, somebody. And a, and, and, and a spirit will tell you, go on, say it. Huh? Go on, say it. Tell them. Huh? That's just what you need to tell, Antima. Tell her. Huh? Come on, somebody. Then you had a dash to talk about. I don't mean it, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> That's because the seducing spirit and told you to say it. And you can't get it out of your psyche. So guess what? You go ahead on and say it. Am I, am I in the house? So quench not the spirit. When you quench the spirit of God, you are abandoning it. Because you are abandoning his leadership. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Come on now. Uh, then he hit home now. The Holy Ghost tell you, to, you, know, you know it's church time. You tell the Holy Ghost what you got to do. Oh, yeah. Holy Ghost said, it's time for church. You say, ah, you tell the Holy Ghost, ah, and you be talking, and, and, and guess what? And I know when the Holy Ghost is talking, you start talking to yourself. I got too much to do to go tonight. Huh? So what spirit are you listening to? <laughs> Woo. 
I got one I'm going to throw in here before I go to second uh, Thessalonians. We're going to go, uh, I'm going to tell you how, how you can uh, go against the Holy Ghost. Let's go to Acts chapter 5. Show you how you can go against the Holy Ghost. So, uh, so speaking, speaking in tongue ain't always saying that you say huh? Come on, somebody. Anytime you're in a state of rebellion, you ain't saved. I don't care how many tongues you speak in. Amen? Let's read scripture. Let's go to Acts 5, and we're going to start at verse 1. Let's read, please. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privately to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostle. Didn't bring it all, laid a part of You're stealing from God. You better watch how you steal from God. Third verse says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part? You lied to the Holy Ghost. You didn't lie to man, but you lied to the Spirit of God. Don't be found stealing from the church. Your time might be short. This book ain't lying. Did y'all hear me? This book is not telling a lie. This book is full of ammunition that you don't follow the same route that these people follow. Verse 4 said, Why it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own? Why hast thou deceived this thing? And thou what? It's in your heart that you know that you were lying to the church. You weren't lying to the man, you were lying to the church. Now, look what he even said. Thou hast not lied unto men, but you lied unto God. Wow. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. You better thank God for grace and mercy. Huh? You better thank God that he gave all liars another chance to get it straight. Huh? Repent. Come on, somebody. Throw your hands up and come out clean because he already know you're dirty. So let's see what he said. Verse 5 said, And Ananias heard these words and fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came upon all them that heard these things. Now Ananias was in the church. He was in the saints of God that had been filled with the Holy Ghost because the scripture said, Ananias, why did you lie to the Holy Ghost? 
That little thing in your mouth going to send you to hell if you ain't careful. Huh? Ananias lied to the Holy Ghost. He lied to the men of God and God killed him graveyard dead right on the spot. Might not get yours now, but you get it later. Huh? Okay. Six verse. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. So that simply to tell you that he died the natural death. They took him out and buried him. Read the book, chapter 7, verse 7. And it was about the space of three hours afterward when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. Maybe if I lie to the whole, don't you agree with me, let me die by myself. Don't you go with me. We still got babies that need taken care of. Come on, somebody. Don't agree with me because I ain't going to agree with you. Did y'all get that one? Keep your hands clean, Lamont. If that freedom want to go, let her go by herself. <laughs> Amen. We got to stay clean before God. Deception is going to send you to hell. Come on, somebody. Wow. His wife, knowing what he had done, came in. Eight verse says, And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the to tempt the spirit of who? It was the Lord they were lying to, not Peter. Come on, somebody. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband is at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yield up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead. D-E-A-D, and carried her forth and buried her right along with her husband. Let's stop playing with God. This ain't no hour to play with God. This ain't no hour to be lying to the Holy Ghost. This sure is not no hour to be stealing from the church. Come on, somebody. God will take you out. One way or the other. We are in a crucial hour now. That there is not a whole lot of space for mistakes. We're in a crucial hour till this is an hour of proving time. Don't mess up your walk by listening to seducing spirits. Come on, somebody. It ain't worth it. 
it, it losing your salvation worth it? Go ahead on. Come on, somebody. Go to Second Thessalonians chapter two. So my point was to make was you can bust hell wide open with the Holy Ghost, huh? Anybody think that Ananias and Sapphira were saved after giving up the ghost? Huh? If God decided to kill them on the spot, you think that they went to glory for lying to the Spirit of God? They had a tat 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 tattoo. Come on now. This is just how tight this thing is. And no point of you looking to see what this Old Testament scripture. No, honey, this is New Testament scripture. This is after the church was born. So make sure we got that one straight. Are we still on the right same page? Okay, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 12. Are we there? Did I say two or three? We're going to bag up and we're going to go up to the top and come down. Let's read. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by words, nor by letter as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Do not be shaken in your mind or troubled by other spirits. Hmm. Let that soak in. Disturb or alarm or even by letters. Oh, shoot. Some of y'all got to watch some of these books y'all read. Come on, somebody. Now read some of these books that's got man's personal opinion in it, and you take it as Bible. No. This is the Bible. Amen. You, you might go to other books to try to find information, but you better make sure you can reference it back to this book. Because if it take you out of this book, you can get off course. Huh? Come on now. So, third verse says, let no man deceive you by any means. So that's why you got to make sure you watch what you read. Deception don't only come by word of mouth, but it comes by reading other stuff. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. It's got to be a falling away before the Antichrist come into full fruition. Huh? The mystery of lawlessness is already working. Huh? It means the work of the Antichrist is already in progress. 
You can look around in the world and tell that. Come on, somebody. Causing you to causing more folks to kill more folks than ever been known. In the in the in the city of Little Rock. Just found a man on the on on parking lot dead in his car at the family dollar store. Not the family dollar, the general dollar. Wow. It got that low that you go to the general dollar store to kill somebody. <laughs> Not dealers. You went to the general dollar store to kill somebody. Come on, somebody. The man of sin will be revealed. You don't want to be around when he really come into full focus. You don't want to be here. And it says that, uh, verse 4 says, who opposes and exalts himself above that is called God, that all that is worshipped, so he as, he as God sitting in the temple of God, Showing himself. Wait a minute. He going to show himself that he's God? He going to go to the temple of God and sit in the temple and proclaim himself to be God? He going to exalt himself proudly above all that is called God? Wow. You don't want to wait on him. You do not want to wait on him. The mystery means some something has been something that no one can discover, but that God will reveal. See, he gonna come and you ain't gonna know who he is until God reveals him. He just that smooth. He just that crafty. Huh? Come on, somebody. Show you how crafty he is that we be reaching for straws. You, you, you were hollering about, uh, you about your past president with the Antichrist. Huh? You were reaching for straws. He was, he was, he was working about his spirit. But he ain't the man. Come on, somebody. The Bible tells us that the work is already being done. What is that? That is being set up. Come on now. Everything that's going to happen at first has got to have a beginning. Look at the world that you're living in, how it has progressively gotten worse. Gotten worse how? By other spirits. Come on now. So, remember ye that when I was yet with you, I told you anything. Look how long ago that's been. Huh? Look how long ago it was since Paul wrote this letter. This letter probably was written over 2,000 years ago. Huh? Come on, somebody. So that means that it's a lot closer than when it used to be, right? So then he said, 
Now you know what will withhold that he might be revealed in his time. He got a season to be revealed. Amen. For the mystery of iniquity do already work. Only he who let it will let it until he is taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the work of Satan with all power and sign. Whoa. Power and sign and line wonders. Huh? The mystery of iniquity translate as lawlessness. Just think about that word, lawlessness. No law. Huh? Everybody doing what they want to do. Huh? Come on, somebody. Ain't no law for them to break in your house and take everything you got, including you. Lawlessness. The hidden, subtle, underlining force from which all sin springs from. Although we are horrified, listen at this one. Although we are horrified by criminal acts, we have yet to see the real horror of complete lawlessness. You think we done seen something now? We haven't seen the real deal yet. You haven't seen the horror that it's going to bring. When the restraints is removed and the man of sin will have totally his way in the earth. When the church is which restrains him, when God who sustained him is moved, oh, spirit's going to be running rapid. Restraints is going to be removed. And the evil spirits is going to run rapid in the earth. Come on, somebody. Folks going to be getting possessed. Maybe seven million. You might get you some legions. One man had a legion of demons in him. Huh? What's your name? Legion, because we are many. Huh? Folks are going to be getting possessed. They're crazy already. We claim they're crazy, but they possess. Amen. What would possess a young man, 20-something years old, to run over an officer at the Capitol and then take his car and try to run over a marriage? Then jump out the car with a knife. And they got a gun. You got to be possessed. Come on, somebody. You're going to go to a gun fight with a pea shooter. You couldn't have too much sense. Amen. And this, this, when this man come into full fruition... 
It said that he will use power and signs and lying wonders to deceive and draw followers. Oh, somebody going to follow him. Huh? Somebody is going to be mesmerized by what he do. And they're going to follow him. Y'all get mesmerized behind some folks and y'all follow them. I know when he come, what you going to do? Come on, somebody. Now, all they got to, in the world today, all they got to do is promise you a pie in the sky. And you go, which way do we go? How do we get there? How much we going to make? Come on, somebody. So what you going to do when he show it to you in power and in science? He going to make a believer out of some folks by what he showed them. Right now, we just go by what people say. And we follow after them. So what you going to do when he show you signs and wonders, Jane? Come on, somebody. And he going to deceive folks. And he going to draw followers. Ah. Uh, we still talking about them seducing spirits. How you think you gonna, he going to deceive you? By a seducing spirit. Amen. Did we finish that one? No. Let's read verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they may be saved. Guess what? If you don't receive the love of the truth, and you will be deceived, and you will follow after his deception. You don't have no choice. If the truth don't abide in you, the lie is. Come on now. Either the truth got to be in you or the lie got to be in you. There is no in between. Verse 11 says, And for this call, God shall send them strong illusion that they should believe what? Oh, my Lord. Since you won't hold the truth of God, God said, I'm going to send you an illusion that I know you're going to keep and you're going to stay in a lie. I'm going to send you an illusion. I'm going to send a lie your way and you're going to retain that lie and you're going to be damned. Wow. You see, you see the critical point of not holding the truth of God's word in you. It's crucial. This is the crucial hour. This is a tough time. When you don't allow the word of God to remain in you, the Bible said that God said he going to sin. He don't let the devil sin. He going to sin a strong delusion. Huh? He going to sin the works of error in your life. And make you believe a lie. Make you believe that which is false. Both finding it very easy to believe that which is false now. Come on now. Both have been brought up in truth, then failed to believe in lies, and then fell out of truth. Where do you think they going? Who do you think they serve? Come on, somebody. I was, verse 12 said, 
that they all may be what? Who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in un not to call anybody by name. I talked to a young man that had fell out of the church. And he told me he ain't left God. He was still in God. All I done been through, I'm still in God. I ain't left God. I had to, I had to tell him, no, God didn't leave you. But you left God. Anytime that you leave the righteousness of God and you still here, God didn't leave you, but you left him. Now, how long are you going to stay out there? Oh, that's left up to you. It's repenting time. If God has gave you a space of grace and mercy to repent. And see, we take for granted that because nothing has happened, we haven't left God. But oh, yes, you have. Food for thought. In case anybody needed it. Go to 2 Timothy. Chapter 3. See, we are in a particular time that we don't think, half the time, I don't think that we believe that these things happen. I don't think that we believe that these spirits are running rapid in the world right today. Come on, somebody. I sometimes I don't believe that we think that we are capable of being possessed. Amen. Stay in unrighteousness and you leave the door open. Stay in unrighteousness and your window is cracked. Come on now. And then guess what? And they'll get you while you sleep. You will come under attack. Come on, somebody. You'll wake up the next morning with bad attitude and everything else. And don't know why. Amen. Don't even feel like mentioning God. And don't know why. Second Timothy. Chapter 2. Chapter 3, rather. Verses 1 through 5. Let's start reading, please. This know also that in the last day, perilous times shall come. Hold, 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 hold it right there. There's a thought. The last, in the last days, perilous times shall come. The last days started when Jesus Christ rose from the grave. You entered into the last days. Come on, somebody. You are into the last days of his leaving and his coming. Now, you over 2,000 years and already went past. Uh-oh. So you don't know how close that you are to his coming. 
which proves that we are in the last days. Verse 2 says, For men shall be lovers of their own self, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and unthankful and unholy. And they are show, show that. Ain't nobody like me but me. Huh? Come on, somebody. You get more accolades to folks than you give to God. And don't nobody know nothing unless God give it to them to know. Amen. You come disobedient. You be unthankful. Wow. It's amazing. All that God has done for us and when we approach coming to the house of God, we can come in with a sad countenance. We won't open our mouth and give God praise as if God had not done anything in your life. You are operating under a spirit of unthankful. I need you to understand that. That when you come to the house of God and you can't praise God, you can't give God thanks, you can't magnify God, you have came under the spirit of an unthankful spirit that done seduce you. God done done too much in your life already. If he don't do nothing else, you ought to be tearing the door down, giving him praise. Giving him faith. I thank you, Lord, for what already you have done. You need to know how to tell that devil, get you behind me, because I'm going to give God some glory. When you can't glorify God in the house of God, another spirit done jumped on you. With your cute self. Come on, somebody. You don't become unthankful. Third verse says, without natural affection, truth, oh, false accuser, despise of those, oh, when you get an attitude because somebody else is doing something good in the house. She always trying to do everything. Get up off your behind and do something. Come on, somebody. Put your hands to doing something. Despisers. Then false accusers. Truce breakers. I call them bathroom lawyers. A parking lot attendants. Come on, somebody. Can't say nothing until you get outside. Traitors, heady, high-minders, lovers of pleasure more than lovers. You better watch what you falling in love with. It is supersede what God wants you to do. You better fight. You better watch what you loving. Huh. He'll fool around and tell you that old song that y'all used to sing, love the one that you with. Huh? Y'all know it. 
Huh? You can't be with the one you love. Love the one that you're with. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> Don't play. Be bad with God thunder back. Says you can't love me, love the one you're with. Oh, verse 5, I'll break it on down for you. Say and having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Wow. Having a form of godliness. Let, 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 me, let me tell you about what I, uh, uh, I got a few things written on, 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 on that. Since the resurrection of Christ has been poured out the Holy Ghost on believers on the day of Pentecost, we have been living in the last days until Christ's second coming. Make the most of your life or make the most of your living for Christ while you have a chance. In our world today, those not seeing especially difficulty to be Christian, it don't seem to be difficult to be saved now, Pastor. What's difficult for you to be saved now in this day and time? You still can come to church. You still can dress up and come in the house of God and open up your book. And we can call ourselves saved. Not difficult, is it? Only difficult part that y'all got is getting out of the bed, getting here. Now, y'all do have a problem with that. Amen. So, then he said... Because uh, you don't have no difficulty being a saint because you're not being jailed for reading your Bible. Huh? You're not being executed for preaching the word of God. So you shouldn't have any restraint from getting to the house of God being a saint of God. There are folks that died for this thing. There are folks that were, were hung upside down for this thing. There were folks that were thrown in the fire for this thing. Come on now. And then you find yourself can't just be faithful to get to the house of God to hear what God got to say. Is it that difficult? It is when you are listening to or yielding to a seducing spirit. When you allow another spirit to talk to you and wait a minute and think it's God talking to you. <laughs> You just got seduced by a lying spirit. In the spirit to tell you it's okay for you not to come to the house of God is a lying spirit. You need to know that. Amen. Then he spoke of a form of godliness. A form of godliness includes going to church. Knowing Christian doctrine. Oh, can't nobody beat us quoting scriptures now. But the part we're having a problem with is living what we quote. Amen. Amen. Using Christian cliches and following community Christian tradition. Huh? Lamont, we can do more feeding the poor than we can get into the house of God. Huh? 
Amen. And think that we done done God a favor. But we can't get where God said he want to meet you at. Which one is better? For you to meet the poor or for you to meet God? You need to meet God so God can direct you to the poor. Come on, somebody. Ah, making a person look good. But the inner attitude of a believer loving and worshiping God is like it. If you looking good versus you worshiping God, baby, you ain't got nothing. Amen. Your outer appearance is meaningless. So watch the appearance of Christianity. Don't look saved, be saved. Don't have a form of godliness, but be godliness. Amen. Go to Ephesians. Go ahead. Five. Everybody and their mama is telling the saints to pray for folks. Mm-hmm. Pray for them. Pray. But this Bible right here, it says, from such, that whole list that was up there, from such turn away. And see, that's the reason why we're being hindered so, because the wrong spirit, thinking that we can change folks, thinking God wants us to continue to waste our time with people, if God can't, if God don't save them, they can't be saved. Absolutely. All we do is spin our wheel and keep us from going to the next person that God may have us to witness to. Mm-hmm. Because witnessing to folks, that don't mean they're going to be saved. But you've still done the will of God. And so uh, a lot of times, especially in this generation, people are more concerned about people than they are their own soul. You know, and a lot of times we, we, when we see these people that, uh, uh, these attitudes upon these, well, child, pray for them. Mm. No, they got to pray for themselves. You got to keep walking. And the enemy's job is to stop the saints of God from walking with God. Mm-hmm. And, and because if you spend all your time praying, praying for somebody else, guess who's going to miss out on prayer? You. You missing out on a whole lot of things that in order to you can straighten up and get right. Because if you don't focus on you, you allow yourself to get off track and you'll stay off track. Because people are had, well, pray for me, pray for me, pray. No, you pray for you. The Bible tells me to turn away from you if you don't get straight. Mm-hmm. And that's where the church is going to have to line up with God. It sounds like a hard thing, but it's not. Do you want to be saved or not? 
And this is the biggest battle that so-called saints have now. They'll let everybody and every little program and every little thing, uh, 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 